Dexter Stucky presents Industry Friends. Welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I am your host, Dexter Stuckey. I'm super excited to be here today. Guys, I have a really special guest today, and I'm actually kind of nervous because although this show is called Industry Friends and I interview people that I'm friends with, I don't think I've ever had anybody on the show that I'm like really, really like super close with. And this is like the first time I've had that. This is one of my like best friends from high school. We've known each other maybe 15, 16, 17 years at this point. About that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Lamar McLaughlin. What up, what up? Lamar is a cell and gene therapy manufacturing technician at Advanced Therapies. He's also the epitome of that meme that you see where it's like, you know, a person listens to trap music and they go to work to cure cancer. Like that's what, <laughs> that, that is what you're doing. Also, if you guys uh, are in, interested in Penn State or have been served a Penn State ad, you've probably seen him. He's the face of uh, the Penn State. Um, what's the campus? Uh, Great Valley. Penn State, Great, uh, Great, Valley, Great Valley, which is the one that I went to. I should probably know that. Probably. <laughs> he's also, <laughs> he's also um, attending Penn State as well, right? Sure, for NBA. He, look at that. Um, it's it's funny, too, the, to talk about the Penn State stuff because I remember when I was finishing up my semester, it's like my last semester, and I remember walking down the steps and I saw like the like – the, it was a, a magazine, yeah. And you were on the cover of it, and I looked at them like, "What the?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dope. That was because, a huge opportunity. Yeah, and you had just started. You had just started. Yeah. Like, uh, they think the campus at uh, the Navy Yard had Navy just Yard, opened. Yeah. We was part of the first cohort. Yeah, and I'm like, first of all, I've been here, so like, I, if anybody <laughs> should have been on the cover, it should have been me. So, but, but I'm super excited for you. I think that's amazing, amazing opportunity. Thanks, now, without any further ado, I start off every episode with a personal story. Oh boy. <laughs> and <laughs> and like there, I have two actually. So like most people who know us kind of know this story. So I'll tell it, but I also want to tell another story too. So the personal story I have with Lamar is that when we first met, I want to say it was tenth grade, George Washington High School. We were in a class together. I could I can't tell you what class it was, but we were in a class together. And I noticed that Lamar was talking to this girl, um, and I'm like, wow, this girl is beautiful (laughs) and i'm just like i i would like to talk to her as well not talking to her like they were together but he was talking to her like they were friends they were actually cool with each other so i'm like oh i want to talk to her too so i befriended him so that i can have conversations with her um fast forward down the line he liked her too he liked her too i found out neither one of us ended up with her but we both got amazing women who were both planning weddings at that currently you know what sucks about this though is that usually when you look back on your high school crush, they're like, they look bad and all this stuff like this. Yeah. She doesn't look <laughs> she bad. Look, she's she looking pretty good now. Yeah. So, like, yeah, shout, out, sure. shout out to her as well. Like, but, again, we, we've moved on. Absolutely. <laughs> and then the other personal story I want to tell is that, so you guys know, like, when you graduate college and when you go through college, like, it's really difficult to maintain friendships. And for me, like, I think we would talk in college. Like, we would we would hang out, too, and we would talk and stuff yeah, like that. We, we like, did. maintained, like, a friendship. But when we got out of college is when I think it really was just like, you know, like, am, are we going to be friends or not? And there was one day you said to me, you were like, let's meet at Starbucks downtown to, like, like catch up and stuff. And for me, usually when people invite me places, I never want to go. Like, I, <laughs> I'm always like, I was like, uh, okay, whatever. I, I don't really want to do this. But... It it was important for me to go, even though I don't even drink Starbucks, but it was important <laughs> for me to go. And I went and like at that moment, I realized like this is somebody that I want to be friends with because like a lot of people don't do that. And a lot of people, including myself, will flake out. And neither one of us did that. And I think that that like meant a lot. And I think since then, like we've 
like literally grown up together. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Cell and gene therapy manufacturing technician. It's a lot to say. It's, it's a tongue twister. If, <laughs> if you guys knew Lamar, if you met him when I met him, this is not the field stereotypically this is not the field that i think i would have seen you go in sure. like lamar would go in high school like you guys know how people wore the oversized shirts yeah, he was, he wore the oversized shirts yeah, like yeah. everything you talking about two x three x yes <laughs> every, everything you guys think about me like he's the exact opposite <laughs> <laughs> right so how did this come about man listen honestly I, I i got into this field by accident um i went to school for biology honestly i wasn't even planning on going to college like i'm, I'm from south philly you know from from the streets, from the hood, from the trenches. And honestly, the only reason I went to college is because, honestly, my mom was like, yeah, you got to do something. You got to get out the crib. And my homies was already going to Cutstown. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to apply, got in, and, uh, you know, end up going to Cutstown. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, I'm a smart dude. I'm going to just do biology. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, it was a hard major, but I made it through. Um, not at Cutstown, but later on. And then, um, you know, my plan, once I did get into the biology um, degree, I was planning on going to, to dental school. Okay. So my plan was to be a dentist, but I realized I don't like people enough to be in their mouth all day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, I got this biology degree. I need to do something with it. And then I, you know, that's when I stumbled across, you know, G-Media Cell Therapy at the place that I'm, that, the, at the current uh, location I'm at now. And, you know, it's been history since, you know, um, and they're working on, you know, cancer research and other diseases as well. And I'm in school for my MBA and, you know, just making it do what it do. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, yeah. I remember it's funny, too, because when people ask my parents, like, oh, what does Dexter do? They're always like, oh, he works at the radio station. And I always get frustrated because I'm like, I'm not just working at the radio station. I'm specifically <laughs> doing something at the radio station. But I ran into someone that we went to high school with maybe two weeks ago, and they were like, oh, who do you still talk to from high school? And I told them I talked to you. And yeah. they're like, oh, what is he doing? And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know, he's like working in a lab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What exactly are you doing? Yeah, it's crazy you said that because like, people ask my fiance what I do, and, they, and she's just like, man, he, she just cut it. He's a biologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cut it real short. So um, G-Media Cell Therapy is pretty much we're in the lab. Um, we work on uh, multiple treatments. Right now, the particular project I'm on is for cancer research, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. And what we do, you know, with traditional cancer uh, or traditional cancer treatments you know, chemotherapy is very taxing on the body. It's really which do you kill first, the host, like the the patient or the cancer. Mm-hmm. So what gene media cell therapy does is it takes the person's own blood cells. We um, they send them out to our lab. We genetically modify them with human made uh, viral vectors, which is pretty much a cold virus that you took the bad stuff out of and put the stuff that you want in it, like the genes that you to want to test it, hmm? like to test like different. Yeah, so so pretty much you're taking a, a bad virus, say an HIV virus or okay. a herpes virus or something like that, and you're taking what makes it a, a bad virus out of it, and you're putting a good gene into it, and you're going to use that virus now to infect the, the patient's cells to put the good gene that you want in it. So what we do is, like I said, they'll send us their blood, and then we'll pretty much infect it with a man-made viral vector, and those genes get put into the cells and we'll, you know, m- manipulate those cells and let them grow for a bit until we get enough to send back out to the patients. Now, these cells, they didn't have the gene before because the patient may have been, you know, lacked that gene or been sick. Mm-hmm. They now have that gene in their body. And the particular project that I'm working on, this gene, the cells, they actually target the cancer that the patient has. So instead of a patient having to go through chemotherapy or do all this type of crazy cancer treatments, 
we now use their own blood cells to fight the cancer. And it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope work, man. It's funny because I, I slightly somewhat understand what you're saying. <laughs> like, like, like. So yeah. basically what you're saying for people like me, you people send you the blood. So mm-hmm. the people, they have to already be infected. Yeah. So they're not really infected per se. They're just they're cancer patients. A okay. lot of them are cancer patients. Um, I guess you could say they're infected with a tumor. But at yeah. some point they, they might yeah, have they're been. sick already for sure. So then you guys are basically creating something to fight. Those cells exactly, that are already okay. exactly the analogy a lot of us use in the biotech industry is that the, the police car and the bad guy. Suppose you got a bank robber mm-hmm. and he's in a Corvette. You know, a regular cop car is not going to be able to catch that bad guy. But if you take that cop car and supercharge it, put him in a Maserati, he can now fight that. He can now catch that bad guy, and that's pretty much what it's doing for the cells. You pretty much putting the, the, the patient cells in a Maserati so they could catch the bad guy. So why couldn't you do that analogy first instead of doing <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That really is amazing. So you did say that you started off at Kutztown University. Yeah. But you ended up getting your degree from Westchester University. Absolutely. And you got it in 2016. 16. Yeah. And then you started working in 2016 as well. Yeah. Which never happens. Yeah. Well, at that, least right? not in my field. Like, <laughs> like I said, it took me it took me five years. It took you a couple months to get like in your field. And maybe that's because like your field, like it's a little bit more in demand. Like mine is like yeah. oversaturated. But what was that process like leaving Kutztown? Oh, man, it was tough, man, because, you know, like, I didn't graduate when I left Custom. Um, You know, you feel like when you start something, you got to finish it. Mm-hmm. And for me, circumstances were, just weren't there. I didn't have all the funds I needed. Um, I was, you know, doing too much on campus, partying. I was, like, president of a couple organizations, and I really wasn't focusing on my academics. And I didn't do bad enough to get, you know, on academic probation, but it came to a point where it was like, yeah, my grades slipping, and I don't got the money to pay for this next semester you know, I need to go back home and grind. Gotcha. And, you know, at the time, I was working at Lowe's. And fortunately, I was hustling my way up at Lowe's, and they offered me a management position. So I came to a crossroad where it's like, all right, do I go back to school this semester, you know, or do I get this bread? Because, you know, it wasn't just me that needed money. My family needed the money, too. Because, right, right. you know, my I'm, I'm the oldest of eight. And not granted, not all eight of, eight, of, eight of them live with me. You know, I was still helping my moms out, mm-hmm. sending money back home, whatever, whatever. And it was like, yo... I really just need to get this bread right now. Like, school's got to get put on the back burner. I got real-life situations to yeah. deal with. So I ended up, you know, taking the management position at Lowe's. And once you get into something, it's hard to get out of. Mm-hmm. Like, once you get into the groove of making a little bit of money, or what I thought was a little bit of money at the time, it was like $21 an hour. Mm-hmm. It was like, at the time, you think you're balling, but, you know, when, you <laughs> well, get I mean, the, when to, them real what, bills like, start coming. But, like, at, at, what are you, like, ninth? At this time, I'm 20, maybe like 21. Yeah, 22, so at yeah. 21, making $21, $21 an hour, that's a big deal. Sure, I mean, yeah. some people today, like, that was still, like, yeah, significant to them. Yeah, absolutely, And it depends, you know, on the circumstances yeah. you're in, you know. But, um, you know, at the time, I'm thinking, you know, $21 an hour, I'm balling out, you yeah. know what I mean? Until them real bills came in. And <laughs> <laughs> you realize, yeah, I ain't balling out, I'm making do. But, um, you know, fast forward six years, and I'm like, look, I'm at Lowe's working in this retail environment. And personally, I don't like working in the retail environment because you got to do a lot for your money. You got to deal with all different personalities, all types of times of the day. And everybody always thinks they, with the customers not, they say the customer's always right, but anybody that works in retail knows these customers <laughs> be on that bull sometimes. <laughs> often. <laughs> Very often. So I was like, man, this can't be it for me. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole time I was working there, I felt like I could do better for myself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me, you know, step down, take a little pay cut, 
get my ass back to school. Ooh, I'm sorry, Cal Curse. No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and get back to school because, um, you know, this ain't it for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm way better than this. So I end up transferring to, to um, Westchester. And Westchester's a little bit closer to Custown, so I was able to commute from Philly to Westchester every day as well as keep my full-time job. So, so you're you know, working full-time and I'm, going to school. Absolutely. I was working full-time. I would go to. I would wake up, you know, for my eight o'clock class. I wake up at like maybe like five thirty a.m. Take Westchester Pike out to Westchester, go to all my classes, hurry up and change in the car, and then drive from Westchester back to, down to South Philly to get to work by two p.m. Then I work two to eleven p.m. and just do it all over the next day. And uh, you know, I did that for about a year and a half till I finished out all my credits and I graduated, man. And here I am now. Wow, I, that that it's 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 funny too because like I witness all this stuff, but like hearing you say it is totally different. Like yeah. before we started, you said um, that a lot of people see your face, but they don't really know the story. And I feel like sure. I'm in that same category because yeah. like I saw you, like I would see you, we would talk and stuff like that. But like you don't really know what a person's doing. I, like sure. I don't know, I didn't know that you were getting up at five o'clock in the morning to do all this stuff. Like, and I think that's it's extremely remarkable, and I think it's sure. it's, it's great that you did that. And I do think though that your background has a lot to do with it. Because yeah. a lot of people, me, probably wouldn't, <laughs> probably wouldn't have done that. Because I always tell people, like, my undergrad and graduate experience, were they were just very easy for me. Like, mm-hmm. I lived on campus, I got up, I went to class. Yeah. Um, and then for uh, graduate, like, work just let me out. Like, it, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't challenging for me to do this stuff. So to hear a story where a person actually goes through and deals with challenges, it's kind of like, wow. Now, your grad school stuff isn't challenging for you because you work on the area yeah, yeah, i walk i could walk the yeah class. so I like got, i got a cakewalk now literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah now as far as like your your background like i did say that plays like a big part into it you've experienced a lot of like personal tragedies mm-hmm. that like a lot of people don't know about and you don't really speak about like as much yeah how has that affected your 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 grind or like your working experience sure um well you know a lot of people don't know i've lost two of my siblings i lost a little brother and a, a sister um, and granted, you know, it hurt. It's always going to hurt when you lose a loved one, but it reminds you just how precious life is. You know, it reminds you that any day could be your last and, you know, live it up every day you got, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want something, go for it. Don't wait for it. Don't, you know, stick around and, you know, procrastinate to the next day. No, just get it done because life is precious. You never know when when your last day will be, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just, you know, coming from South Philly, I'm from South Philly 7th Street, coming from, you know, the environment I come from, you know, we already don't got much anyway. So it's like, all right. You know, there's definitely better out there for me because I see it. It's all over the yeah, gram. Yeah. It's all over the news. It's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this is not it for me. So, you know what I'm saying? That just motivated me to do a little, you know, to work a little bit harder and maybe the next person and, like, you know, not give up. Because I think that's a big difference between, you know, those who make it and those who who, who don't is that, you know, you go, I'm going to get it regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, I done been through this, this, and, and the other Ain't no way this gonna stop me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I've yeah. been through way too much to let something as 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 you know not mediocre, but to let something else so simple stop me. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I done been through it all. I done been through the trenches. Like you know what I'm saying? We strong. We soldiers out here. Um, in high school, I remember uh, in 12th grade there was we we were part of this group called PGC, yeah. and we this one weekend we did this retreat. First off, my memory is like amazing. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah, but, that was a cool trip. Yeah, we did this retreat. And then we were sharing personal stories. And one of the ones you shared, like, I, I just I just won't forget it, is you talked about, like, your mom. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. who was in the medical industry as well. Yeah, she's a nurse. Right? And you nurse. were ta- you said that like when you get up in the morning, like she's already up or she's getting ready to get up because you were you were in South Philadelphia, you went to school in the Northeast, so you would get up super yeah. early to go to school, but she would just be coming in from like her night shift. Absolutely. And you were like, you guys bonded over that. You and your mom bonded yeah. over that. And I just remember you telling the story and like you being sentimental about it and then just hearing you talk about what you did through your uh, like undergrad experience, mm-hmm. it's, it's the same thing almost, yeah. which I think is like really, it's remarkable. And I think it, it speaks a lot to like your character. Absolutely. Yeah, mom's, mom's a hustler, man. You know, mom, she she did her thing. She did what she had to do to keep make sure we had what we needed. You know what I'm saying? The, the essentials. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I definitely get a little bit of my hustler spirit from her, you know, watching her do it. Now, as far as uh, other people who would listen to this and they'd be like, well, I want to do that too, what advice would you give them? That's a good one. Um, first of all, go to school, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, in, in school, though, like, what, what would you have to study? Um, so if you want to be what I do now, which is G-Media Cell Therapy Manufacturing, you would have to study a, a biological science. Um, it doesn't have to be general biology per se. You could do, you know, any type of biology, as long as you got that uh, that biology background or that that science background, you should be good to get in. Um, of course, every job wants you to have some experience, but in order to get experience, you mm-hmm. got to get a job first, right? But um, yeah, so uh, experience also helps. But if you don't got the experience, just do the studying behind what you're applying for. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, if you want a job, you gotta you know be able to prove that you can do that job before they give it to you. So. When you know, before you go into an interview, do some studying on, on what you're interviewing for. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going into Gene Media Cell Therapy, maybe pick up some some um, magazines on Gene Media Cell Therapy. Mm-hmm. Or you don't even got to do all that. You could Google what Gene Media Cell Therapy is. Or you can, you know, just look it up online and figure out exactly what, is, what it is. And you could, then you'll have some talking points. Mm-hmm. you have some leverage in the interview. You know what I mean? So that's important. Okay. Now, as far as African-Americans in your mm-hmm. industry, is it a lot or is it like scarce? Like, how does that look? Man, listen, it's 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 very scarce. Okay. It's very scarce. And granted, it's changing because, you know, nowadays a lot more opportunities are being offered to African-Americans because we're getting a little more educated. Um, we know better. Like, we know that education is going to be the key to getting into, mm-hmm. to, you know, the workforce. However, corporate America is a different monster. And I say that because, for instance, at my company, there's no African-Americans above management management level. Okay. And I feel like it's a very, it's a very touchy, it's a very touchy topic because like I said, it's not a lot of African-Americans and I feel like sometimes they try to young boss. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we do this too. We got the same education you got. We know this work just as well as you do, yes, if yes. not better. But for some reason, the color of my skin is holding me back. Um, and I, it's sad because I see that happening to a lot of young people. I'm, you know, I'm 31 years old now. I've seen my share of racism. Growing up in South Philly, we had the Italians right across the ways, and they don't, they don't hold their tongue for nothing. If they don't like you, they don't like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they, uh, I've dealt with open racism. I've dealt with, you know, sneaky racism, but I've never dealt with professional racism till I got to the corporate America. And, and it's crazy because. Um, it's sneaky. It's really sneaky. And you got to learn how to manipulate your way through that. And it's sad seeing young kids, young African-American kids come into that type of environment. They don't know how to handle it. Yeah. So they'll go through situations and then their emotions will get the best of them. And they end up saying something or doing something that's detrimental to their, their career at that particular job. And it's just I've learned that it's just all a game. man. It's just a game to be played. You just got to play the game and 
learn the rules of the game and just manipulate your way through that that environment like but like you said it's not a lot of us and it's changing slowly but surely but in order for us to actually make power moves it's, we have to do it in numbers yeah because when i got into the field i was like look man i'm a trailblazer you know what i'm saying i'm gonna get into this field yeah i'm gonna make a change i'm gonna do something, something like nobody else has done before at my company it's not that easy <laughs> it's not that easy yeah. and the only way we can do it is when we got numbers numbers so in order to make a change in corporate america or in my field in general we just need more 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 people that look like me and come from the places i come from to go to school get these these science degrees and just really get into the field because not a lot of us man that's amazing professional racism is something that i mean i think we all know it exists Mm -hmm. but i don't think i've ever heard anybody like label it i think this is the first time i've actually heard it labeled and it's like damn that's exactly what you're dealing with like because racism is one thing and people deal with racism but like professional racism, like that is definitely something I want to look more into and Absolutely. definitely something I want to like explore more too. Mm-hmm. just because it's it's obviously there. And then when you can like really like pinpoint exactly what it is, you know, like these people might not even be against you, but it's just they don't want you to advance professionally. Absolutely. They don't even know better. Like I'll give you a, a situation. Um, For instance, I had a situation with someone at work and they actually told me that I think I th- think I'm better than everyone and I kind of said it's not that I think I'm better than anyone it's just that you've never seen a person that looks like me or that's from where I'm from have the confidence that I have and I'm I, as a black man I could have some confidence in what I do it's not doesn't mean I'm cocky it doesn't mean I'm arrogant it just means I know what I'm doing yeah and you know I guess for them to see a black man act this way or speak this way it was just something new to them so you know, they kind of I had an issue with it, but it kind of rubbed them wrong. And a lot of the times, honestly, the professional racism, a lot of people of the privileged people that 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 do it, they don't even know they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And if they they I don't think it's malicious. I don't think it's on purpose, but they're in a place of privilege and they they. They do this prof- these professional racist things and they don't even know they're doing it. They don't even realize the ramifications of what they're doing when they're doing it and how it affects the person that is being done too. But it's going to change slowly but surely. You know, like I said, I see a lot more African-American faces coming to my industry. And it's nice to see. Yeah. But, you know, it's cool to get on the ground level. But we need more We need more African-American faces on corporate levels. You know what I mean? Makes because sense, yeah. everybody, everybody, no matter where you come from, has something positive to offer to a company. You know what I mean? Especially coming from somewhere where I come from. You may have never talked to somebody like me. You know what I'm saying? I might give you some game or give you some knowledge that you wouldn't have got from anywhere else true, except yeah, for somebody yeah. where I'm, from where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Wow. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, real quick, like, at the beginning of the show, I said I was really nervous. And the reason I said I was nervous is because, again, I don't really interview too many people that I'm close with. Yeah. And I was afraid that, like, we would talk and it wouldn't, it would just be a bunch of, like, us like how we normally talk yeah, yeah, but like yeah. <laughs> i feel like we've really gotten something out of this and i'm really proud of that like I'm, I'm excited about it one of the things i do on every show is i ask people what's next yeah. what do you see coming up in the next couple of years or even the next couple of months for yourself either professionally personally absolutely i touch on both uh professionally like i said i'm in school right now for my mba and the reason i got an mba is kind of like a it's like a gold card it's accepted everywhere you know uh, if i do choose to change fields outside of biotechnology field i have the option to do so yeah However, there's too much money in the biotechnology field for me to <laughs> leave it. I'm telling you, man, the money is there. We just got to get to it. So my plan is after I get the MBA, I want to move more towards corporate corporate uh, biotech. Um, like I said, there's not a lot of people that look like me and come from where I come from represented in that aspect of the, of the field. So I want to be I want to be one of those faces. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, on a personal level, 
Um, my goal, honestly, I don't like working a nine to five. It's just like some people do, some people don't. My goal is to put myself in a position not to have to work for anybody. Okay. So I want to eventually start my own business, grab up on some real estate, grab up on some properties, and really let my money work for me so that a nine to five is optional. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to yeah. be able to be a business owner. And if I want to work, keep that bread coming in, I can. But if I don't have to, I, I don't have to. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah, like this yeah. movie, um, there's this movie called The Gambler. And he's a degenerate gambler. He always loses his money. And he goes to this mob boss to borrow some money. And the mob boss is saying, like, you know, is this going to be a one-time thing? Or are you one of these people that just, you know, just don't know when to quit? And he's saying, telling this guy, the goal is to put yourself in the FU position. I'm not going to say the actual word, but the FU position. <laughs> Wait, this is, it goes on the internet, so it's good. Uh, yeah, so the goal is to put yourself in the fuck you position, okay. pretty much. You know, you, you make enough money so that, you know, you make enough money to make an investment so that your investment can make you money over and over again. So that way, you know, when you're sitting on enough money that got more money coming in, mm-hmm. you can... If you go to work and you don't feel like going to work, fuck it. I don't got to yeah, go to work. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. F you position. You know what I'm saying? You got a car pay that's paid off. You got a house house that's paid off. You know what I'm saying? Everything else is just, I could do it if I want to. If I don't want to, F it. Yeah. That's a really dangerous position for me to be in now. <laughs> it's weird because like currently my, like my car is paid off, but it's just like- I'm always just like I can hit somebody, I can hit somebody, <laughs> and it's fine. Like whatever, my car's paid off. Then it's like I want a new. It's but I, I agree with that. I'm I'm I see like similar things for myself too. Like that's where I want to be yeah. as well. And it's crazy because the more you work into a field that you want it to be in, mm-hmm. the more you're just like, all right, <laughs> like, yeah, facts. W- what yeah. else is out there? Exactly. <laughs> it's all like that's life in general. Yeah. Man. It's all about just moving forward and never becoming content and just keep it pushing. Because honestly. 19 year old me will look at me now and say, Yo, you got it. You I know think what about saying? that all the time. It. Yeah, for all sure. All the time I think about Facts. that. Like when I thought about where I would be when I was 19, honestly, I might be there. Honestly, honestly, my goals are really limited. I just wanted a car and a bad chick. <laughs> 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 I just wanted a nice car and a bad chick. And, you know, but looking back at it, you know, even getting to the place where I thought I would be happy at. Mm-hmm. I still want to keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? I still want to push forward. I want more for myself. There's always more. You're never going to be satisfied. Yeah. So just keep it pushing and just keep it, keep it going. Never become content. It's, sure. It's really funny that you said that too. Because we, we've all done what we were supposed to do as far as like we went to school, we got our degrees, we're working in like jobs or whatever. But I feel like a lot of people that we went to school with, they stop there. Absolutely. And it's almost like, like, like what else are you going to do though? Like, because like that's, that's easy stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that, we, you did what you were supposed to do, which was go to school. You did what you were supposed to do, which is get a job. Like, but now what? Like mm-hmm. you're still alive. Like you're not doing anything else. Exactly. And, and it always frustrates me because I'm just like, if I was content, then like I wouldn't even be doing the show right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I just want to do mm-hmm. more to like leave some type of a legacy. And like having degrees is just not enough for me. It's not. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I feel you on that one. I feel you on that. It's crazy because like, you know, saying come from where I come from. You see so many dudes like like for instance when I went off to college, this I used to come back for the summer and it's like we talking about years in between each mm-hmm. other. Come home for the summer and the same dudes on the same corner yeah, doing yeah. the same things. Yeah. And it's sad when you see that they have potential to do something. Like one of my mans, he's probably one of the smartest guys I know, but he's just used his smarts for the streets. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, bro, you could be doing some real things out here. I'm like you got it. Like you got the brains to do this, but. It's just his environment just yeah. won't let him do it, man. It's like, like you said, people become content. And, you know, five, ten years down the line, they in the same place they were. And it really sucks because you don't yeah. want to judge anybody for doing that. Just because you know a lot of times, like, 
like, it's not them. Yeah, it's facts, more so yeah. like how they were like kind of raised and stuff like that. Yeah. But like at some point, it's just like God, come on. Yeah, like, <laughs> like come on, man. Like this can't be it, man, <laughs> for sure. But you know that that's what separates not the strong from the weak, but the people like you and me that's gonna keep on doing big things. Yeah, and the people that's just gonna be like you know. Back where they at, <laughs> doing what they do, whatever that may be. But truthfully, but, though, like you kind of need those people though, because they make you feel better yeah, about yourself. Like provides balance. Yeah, bro. They, 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 they will big you up like no, <laughs> no, sure. no other. Like I, I hate it, but I love it at the same time. Yeah, it provides balance, man. So I close out every show with asking people for their puzzle piece. So I look at this show, Industry Friends, is like a bunch of different puzzle pieces that we put together to connect to just make an overall balanced product mm. so like if you had to give your puzzle piece like a mantra or, or like a word to live by or something like that what would you say or quote what would you say yours is keep grinding and be supreme and when i say supreme i mean like above all others like you should have the confidence that you you're the best at whatever you do be supreme at what you do supreme literally means the definition is like you know uh, superior to all others mm-hmm. and you should have that feeling about yourself like you should feel like you're the best at whatever you do and you're gonna get it regardless so just hustle and be supreme you know i used to act like that in high school and you used to say like you need I to thought calm you down. Was a cocky asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i get it though and like you know coming along and finding my own confidence you can't hate somebody from being confident you know what i'm saying you should you should love it you should actually yeah, yeah. you should actually bring that person around you because it, it motivates you to do better I, and i think me and you got that type of relationship mm-hmm. it's still sharp and still so you know what i'm saying when we see each other doing big things it motivates us to do big yeah, things yeah i agree too. i agree facts all right guys <laughs> thank you guys for tuning into this edition of industry friends of the mark thank you again for coming in today absolutely man no problem thank you for tuning into this edition of industry friends i am the host dexter stuckey if you liked what you heard do me a favor and rate the show subscribe to the show review the show repost the show please tell your friends about it i really appreciate it industry friends your audio foot in the door industry, industry friends, friends.